Hey, Mike, you should just introduce him just like you introduce me every week. And maybe how you introduce Jason every week. Let's try that. <laughs> I'm being serious. Bystander. <laughs> special guest. Okay. Yeah, special guest. Does he come before or after the bystander? It's um, it's how much you, who do you like more? Uh-oh. Before. Don't, no, don't do that. <laughs> I'll just... <laughs> I'll just do it in whatever order I feel like. Oh, but we all know. <laughs> hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode 14. I'm Michael, as always, here with my good friend and co-host, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey. And, as always, my good friend and bystander, Moy. Hi, Moy. Hi. And not as always, my good friend and special guest host, Justin. Hello. Hey, Justin. Hey there. Justin, why don't you just say a little bit about yourself? I've been good friends with Mike for a while now and was asked to come on and basically uh, talk about what you guys talk about and provide some insights. So see what happens. Where are you recording from? I'm actually recording from Mike's closet in... Justin, we talked about this. It's the <laughs> it's the for the podcast world headquarters. <laughs> oh wait, so that picture you sent is literally your closet? Yeah. Oh, you need some new hangers. We'll post this picture on the website. We'll update the blog. I like the little on air uh, sign that you guys made though. Yeah, I was thinking touch. about doing the end like backwards, so it looked even more legitimate. Wait, is that is that what they do? <laughs> no, it's like I don't what know kids what. do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wait, oh, Jason was like, are, are, are you like five there. years old? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have time to get a neon sign, so maybe next time if I'm actually invited to be a second special guest. <laughs> what do you want to talk about this week? All right, take us through follow up, Jason. What do we have? I'm going to stop talking. So let's see. The first thing we have the uh, $70,000 Apple Watch. Okay. For Jason yeah. to lose sleep over. So, Jason, have you lost slap sleepover this yet? <laughs> um, no. What is this? So, it's just diamonds all over an Apple Watch that's going to cost $75,000? Yeah, they're um, making a special, like, custom luxury version of the Apple Watch with 24 karat yellow gold, 18 karat pink gold, which is, I think, their way of saying rose gold, and um, platinum. And okay. So rows of diamonds. I guess what I don't know about is that like that whole Virtu thing and like people that put diamonds on their iPhones, like the current iPhones, things like that. Like, is that popular? Like bedazzling your, your yeah. Um, well, right. clearly you don't hang out with rich people. <laughs> well, clearly I don't. But I'm, I'm but, just wondering. Like, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that someone buys it, right? But like, are we talking significant numbers that this is like actually like a I don't know, something that's worth talking about? Or is it like we have like 10 people that buy this a year? I don't, I think it's enough. I think half of it is really just to make a stupid statement that like we're going to make this and it's available and that generates news for their company. So you and don't then, actually think they they sell any? I think people actually do buy them. I'm sure they do. But how much, how much do you think is going to cost to make that? Are they going to make a to make it? Yeah, are they going to make a profit off of it? Or I mean, it's seventy thousand. Oh yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I'm sure those right? diamonds are tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet you would probably cost like twenty thousand, and they're selling it for seventy five thousand or something like that. Well, don't lose too much sleep, Jason. <laughs> 
I, I, I'm not. I'm not losing sleep over the seventy-five thousand. My whole thing last week was like, why anyone would pay ten thousand dollars for something that's obsolete. I know, but now it's like, why would anyone pay seventy five thousand dollars for something that will soon be obsolete with diamonds in them? Oh, you're never going to sleep again. Well, no, but because I I actually don't think that people are going to buy this. I I actually do think that some people are going to buy the ten thousand dollar iWatch, but that's that's another story, I guess. Did you just call it the iWatch? Oh, Apple Watch. Sorry. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) You consider yourself an Apple (laughs) fan, boy? What do they call themselves? Fan man. Yeah. Appleites? Uh, I don't know. Okay, so next story. Uh, Mike, did you have an update on Crucial RAM? Oh, yeah, I did. So uh, my iMac has been randomly restarting. Um, it was I didn't ever run Rember because I was scared of messing up my iMac and its perfect setup, and then my RAM started failing. So... Uh, we bought it through Amazon, but it was actually really easy to get like a return authorization from Crucial. So I'm going to send it back, and they're going to send me some new RAM sticks. Oh, so you haven't actually like got the new RAM and then figured out that that was the problem? No, but I mean, I've been running it without the RAM, and it hasn't crashed. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's good news. Yep. So I'll keep you posted. Okay. <laughs> Follow up for next the, week. <laughs> the listeners want to know. <laughs> now they're going to lose sleep. It's like preemptive follow-up. Yep. <laughs> you're following up, telling us that you're going to follow up again. <laughs> That's how we do it on For the Podcast. <laughs> okay. Is anyone asking for these follow-ups? I'm just wondering. I like the follow-ups. And then about, about Michael's RAM. I'm sure it's important. <laughs> <laughs> that he sounds like a to somebody. He's in, uh, I'm you sure say that it's important. He's in your closet, and there's a chance you might not let him out. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I, might, I might get kicked to the curb. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, That's okay. That's why Jason and I aren't in the same city as Michael. Yeah. Let's see. The next thing is uh, Pebble Steel, uh, Pebble Time Steel. Did you guys see that? Wait, so what happened? So they kickstarted, they successfully kickstarted the regular Pebble Time, and they're like, oh, hey, now there's like a steel version? Yeah, so apparently there's like two things um, that Pebble's kind of been keeping, or they haven't announced, they've kind of been keeping them as like secret announcements. And the, the first, I guess, is the... Uh, Pebble Time Steel, which is like a stainless steel version of the Pebble Time. Um, it actually looks pretty good. I think. So that's the only difference? I think it's like a little bit thicker, but then it has 10 days of battery life instead of seven days of battery life. Um, but they, they have like the gold version that has like the red leather strap, just kind of like the Apple Watch version. Um, and it actually looks pretty good. I think it's about $300 for the steel version. Two fifty. So like five thousand dollars cheaper than the Apple Watch. <laughs> nine nine thousand and uh, seven hundred dollars cheaper. Does it come with the, diamonds? Uh, no diamonds. Oh, forget it. It's like seventy four thousand dollars <laughs> cheaper than the uh, one with diamonds. So I watch. So I watched the Kickstarter video, and it just. I don't know. I'm not too keen on this on this Pebble, and I guess maybe because I'm new to to the whole Pebble thing. But watching the guy do. The, you know, go through the the watch itself. It just seemed like a lot of work to get from one step to the other. So, it, I do think, yeah. I mean, it just seem it just seems like you like you have to remember like which each one is like each time that you go through it, and it just makes it seem a lot more cumbersome for somebody like me who may be new. But I guess because I'm new, I may not know like the whole gist behind it. Well, so I mean, I, I do think that like the 
the first pebble of what I remember, and I'm sure they've changed, you know, they've changed things up and hopefully improved things, but like navigating the system, like using buttons because it's not touchscreen, it actually was kind of annoying, right? Like you need to like hit up, 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 up to like pick the app that you want. Whereas like I would assume I haven't used an Apple Watch, obviously, but like if it's touchscreen and you can kind of zoom in and out and pick the app you want, you don't need to do as much button hitting. Okay. Um, so I, I mean, I feel like you you could be onto something. Like maybe maybe it's clearly improved from last year, but like it's still kind of annoying to not have a touchscreen. Like if you wanted to jump from one thing to the very last thing, you'd have to scroll through all the things in the middle, right? You couldn't just go directly to like the yeah, and you one can't you even like use see. like momentum based scrolling like we're used to on a, on the phone, where you're like ah, it's not, it's just a couple flicks away, right? But yeah. you have, probably have to like hit like up 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 or whatever, right? It's kind of annoying. Up up down down left right left right. <laughs> That's why it seems kind of like not really a step forward in cool tech, right? Like I'm not convinced either. It just it looks like it has a lot of cool features, but just again, it just looks really cumbersome to go from one to the other. I think it look I mean I still think it looks really good. Um No, I think it looks good. I just think that the whole idea behind it for me personally is just that it's just a lot of work to go from one yeah. thing to another. But it I could be. I do agree with you. I think it I mean it's a cool concept. Like there's actually a picture of the uh the gold pebble time steel with the red strap. And then there's like side by side, the gold Apple watch with the red leather strap. And they look virtually identical. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. And obviously this is going to cost so much less. So I feel like there's going to, there's going to be a market here, but, um, but I feel like, I mean, wouldn't you just rather have the Apple watch if you're going to have it? Well, (laughs) sure. But yeah, but it costs like, $9,000 $9,000 more, right? I know, so but like, it's, but yeah, but it's not like, yes, you're I, I would rather have the Apple this, Watch, but, right? But it's like, then you're just going to go for looks and maybe some basic usability with it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just think like that $300 is like most people can afford $300, right? Right. But you're, at the same time, you're getting what you pay for, supposedly. You are. Right, right, right. Agreed. Buttons to scroll through things. I mean, the Apple Watch will be $350. Well, but not, not yeah. the, not the steel version. Yeah, that's true. All right. Let's move on from Pebble Time. What is this tipping thing? Oh, okay. So I forget whether we talked about this on the podcast or not. Tipping and like, you know, how we tip and when, when to tip. I know we've but, talked uh, about it. I don't know if I've actually ever put it on. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, maybe so we may or may not be follow up, up then. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, so um, Karen and I were in New Orleans for the past couple of days and uh, we went to this place called Koshan Butcher, which is amazing. It's really good. Yeah, but it's, it's like uh, all pork, right? Yeah, like a well, lot they of have meat. like a lot of like meats, right? Like sandwiches. Yeah. And so it like, gets next to a restaurant called Koshan. And this is kind of like a side shop uh, where there's some seats, but it's mainly just like a sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you wait in line and you order and, you know, you pay up front. You, you order a sandwich. And then like it's kind of like Jack in the Box style where if you if it's to stay, they'll give you one of those like numbers on the little, I don't know, the stands. And you put it on your table, and then the waitress will come around and, and deliver your sandwich. I would consider that more Carl's Jr. than Jack in the Box. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, Carl's Jr. That's, that's <laughs> it's been a, it's been a while since I lived in LA. We don't have either of those here. But um, right, it's it's like Jack in the Box, right? Carl's Jr. Yeah, Carl's <laughs> wait, wait, wait. sure. Damn it. <laughs> it's like Carl's Jr. Jack in the Jr. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so in Carl in the Box, <laughs> tip, but not in New Orleans. Well, well, so then I didn't know, like, do I have to tip them? So they bring you the food and then do they bus it for you after you're done? They do. But so the thing is, like, I paid them before, right? So right. I didn't know what it was like. And so I actually 
tipped them because it was like, I think it was like $45, right? So I actually tipped them like 10% and I thought like all right, $5. Uh-huh. And I thought that was like decent for like not a real restaurant, right? But then we got our, our sandwiches and then they were like, oh, do you want dessert? And we actually ordered dessert and we got a separate check and, and all that stuff and then made it feel more like a restaurant. And I was like, well, now did I just stiff them on their tip? But I didn't know this stuff because it was you pay them before. I don't know. Moy's the generous tipper of the bunch. So what do you think, Moy? I'm, I'm confused about what this has to do with that specific restaurant you went to. Is or because it sounds oh, it's, like, it's just like, situational. Like, well, not, yeah, 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 situational. If you go to one of those sounds... places where you pay beforehand and then they kind of they do deliver the, the food to you, but like, and it's kind of in between a fast food place, but not a full sit down restaurant. And they came to you and asked for dessert. Asked about dessert. Uh, they did, and then we had to get a menu, and then we, you know, they gave us another check. So I think we tipped again on that. But, but did you um, only tip ten percent? No, I think we probably tipped normal, but I mean that was just dessert, so it was not that much. Um, so what? What did? What? I don't know. What? What is your? You're like our etiquette tipping expert. Is ten percent too low for something like that? Um, I think it depends on how casual the atmosphere is. Like, is if was there a tip jar on the counter where you ordered? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just paid with credit card and I just added. There was a tip line. No, I know, but did you see anything by the cash register when you paid? Mm, not not that I remember, there... but I, I don't know. I mean, usually if there's an option that they add it to the credit card bill, then I usually just add 20%. Wow. Even if, it, even if it's takeout? Well, what if it's takeout? If it's, I don't know if it really was takeout, though. Cause takeout no, no, this is, not take, this is not takeout. I'm just saying, like, if it's takeout, would you? Oh, no, I wouldn't, because I would be just sitting there picking it up myself. Okay. So would you tip anything? For... Takeout, take yeah. No. No, I don't either. Yeah, neither do I. Well, most of the time, because I'm 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 spending my own money, either driving or taking public transportation or you know however I'm getting there, and I'm picking up the food. So, but somebody yeah. had to like pack it and remember to put in utensils and condiments and stuff. But if there's, but if the, I mean, it really depends on like how rushed I am and how much I've spent on on the food, like. It's, if it was just like a $3 drink or whatever, then I wouldn't tip. Right. I mean, I like to tip when I can because I know, like, you know, they they work hard and I feel like it's good karma and people do treat you nicer. I mean, yes. Yeah, so, so I kind of wondered if they thought, like, man, this guy only tipped 10% and now I'm screwed and they spat in my sandwich. They probably did. I mean, they probably thought you were being really cheap, but you're not there anymore. So who cares? It was a delicious sandwich, by the way. Yeah, so maybe the spit made it better. Maybe. <laughs> so maybe you should write them a really nice Yelp review. I could do that. It was really good. If you guys were ever in the area, you should go. I think it's uh, I think ten percent was fine, or whatever. The you left like five bucks. Yeah, it's a little more than ten percent, but it wasn't fifteen percent. Yeah. But how? But how much was it? Like forty-five dollars. Forty-five dollars, and I tip five. That's. I don't know. I feel like if you, I mean, whatever. I think you're fine. You I think that's okay. Job. Yeah. You, Jason, okay. good job. Thanks. Wow, we don't hear that very often from Moy. I know. Right. But I did learn in um, I did learn out in my baby class that um, you're not supposed to say good job. You're just supposed to say you did it because good job like <laughs> starts them getting used to seeing hearing good job as not as a good job, but more of like a sense of validation. So you did it, Jason. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Rock Band 4 announced. We did it, guys. 
You did it. No, actually, Mike, you did it. Oh, yeah. I'm the only one that filled out that stupid survey. <laughs> but、yeah. I heard that they were like not going to do it, but then they got all these survey results from various different people and were just like, wow, this person in New York really wants Rock Band 4. <laughs> and you turned everything around. You know, it's first DuckTales, now Rock <laughs>、yeah. Band. Bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing though, the keyboard's not coming back. The keyboard, RIP. I am not okay with that. It's a back to basics rock band. Why don't they just get rid of the tambourine? Wait, there's no tambourine, right? Well, there is when you do vocals. Oh, yeah, 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 there is.、Um, wait, so are you guys in? Are we getting the band back together? Oh, yeah. Well, well, it depends because I only have the Xbox One. So if you guys are doing it on. No, because all my DLC is on the 360 and all my instruments are on the 360. So I'm. So we're doing this on what, the 360? No, we're no, moving, no, no. Up the, <laughs> moving up to the Xbox One. Okay, then I'm in. So all my friends are going to be coming back to Xbox One. I love it. Yeah. Did all your friends leave? Well, they all left when、uh, Destiny came out. So I have Destiny on Xbox One.、So. Oh my God, me too. Wait, have you finished the game? Yeah, I've got three characters、oh. now. So. <laughs> I've only played two missions and then all my friends returned the game. Oh, terrible. So I, and it's like the loneliest game to play by yourself. You have Dinklebot. I hate that character.、Oh. But I guess I'll still be playing alone. That sounds good to me. <laughs> 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 What is this、uh, TV tropes? Growing the beard, Mike. Okay, so this was、uh, shared by our. Our most loyal listener, Will.、Um, so, you guys know Jumping the Shark? Yep. For those that don't know, I guess it started like during Happy Days when the Fonz literally like jumped over a shark on like water skis. And then that was kind of like a sign、um, or like a, just kind of like a symbol of how bad the show had become,、yes. like what they needed to like resort to. Okay. So, apparently, growing the beard refers to like a show getting better. And it, the reference is to、um, did you guys watch Star Trek The Next Generation? Sometimes. No. Wait, no?、Nope. Wait, not at all. Nope. No. Like, nope. Nope. Like, you never even, you don't even know. I think the first Star Trek that I actually saw, like, for real was、uh, the J.J. Abrams movie. Wow. What? Yeah, I mean, I'd seen some episodes, but I never really paid attention. Like, I, I recognized the characters based on, like, you know, just cultural references, but, like, actually sat down and paid attention. That was probably the first one. Okay, you need to add that to your Netflix queue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the old Star Trek movies? No, like the show. No, like, like the actual series. Yeah. Wow.、Oh, which one? The Next Generation. Next、yeah. Generation. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. We'll see. Add that to your, to your list with Parenthood. Okay.、Um, but, anyways, so there's a character there, Commander Riker.、Um, and, like, in the first season, he was, like, beardless. But in later seasons, he has, like, a trademark beard. And they're saying that basically after he grew the beard, it's, like, kind of when the show got a lot better. Um, so there's now a term, I wait, guess, wait. growing the beard. But is it just coincidence or like did the show get better because he had a beard? It's probably a little bit of both. Okay. I'm sure the beard had something to do with it. <laughs> okay. Um, but okay. Uh, Will just wanted to share that with us. Just randomly or? <laughs> oh, was it because during our TV, TV like spectacular, we were talking about like Breaking Bad and like other shows that、oh. like, you know, maybe start slow but finish strong. Okay, so speaking of、uh, growing the beard or not growing the beard, I guess.、Um, or jumping the shark. But it's not even jumping the shark, but fresh off the boat.、Oh, I you, feel like it's not very good. I love hating on fresh off the boat now. Oh, 
I feel like it's not. It's the past couple of episodes have just not been good. Okay, I didn't. I have to be honest, and I didn't. I didn't watch the past few episodes. I haven't watched any yet. Yay! <laughs> you did um, it. Thanks. <laughs> You're gonna say good job. I've been like really upset. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like it's not that good. But like, I, I wouldn't even say that's jumping the shark because like it needs to be like really good to jump the shark, right? Yeah. So it hasn't grown a beard yet. Yeah, so it hasn't, but like I, I thought that it, I thought that it would. Like I thought episode It needs to grow a beard soon or else Jason's out. It does, yeah. But Star Trek the Next Generation took like a season. Yeah. And like I said, like last time I said uh the new girl, right? I thought the first couple of episodes were were really bad, but it eventually got pretty good. So so I thought the same thing was happening with Fresh Off the Boat, but the past couple of episodes have me a little nervous. I thought everyone was still liking it or that or maybe Do you think people are just liking it because they have to like it? No, no, maybe it's just me. I just kind of, it's, I don't know. I, I haven't been laughing the past couple of episodes. Because I'm wondering, like, a lot of um, my Asian friends, like, love it, but I feel like they kind of have to love it because, like, this is it, you know? This is, like, the pivotal series that may change. This is our chance, guys. <laughs> also, if they say they don't like no. it, then they get shunned by, like, all of their other Asian friends, which is why <laughs> I don't say anything about it because I haven't seen it. No, I want to like it. I mean, and, and I hope it does well, but... um. That's just my honest opinion so far. All right. Well, we'll follow up again next week. <laughs> Maybe we should call this follow up the podcast. We just follow up the same four topics every evening. <laughs> wait, wait. Have you guys seen uh, Amazing Race? No. No. Oh. I can't watch it. It's too stressful. Oh, it's because your friend's on it. Does she get kicked off yet? No. Well, do you want me to tell oh. you what happens? Wait, did she? She got first, right? In she got first, first like? for the first two episodes in a row. Wow. Well, that's impressive. Insert applause sound here. Yeah. Or Darkwing Duck. <laughs> uh, follow up on the Tesla supercharger? Another follow up to a follow up? Yeah. Well, no, it's just follow up to last week. Um, so we were talking about, you were talking about how you ran into that um, just dedicated Tesla um, recharging stations. Yeah, and then you had that guy who lived at the mall. Yeah, who I always see all the time because I'm also always at the mall. You finally met him and he doesn't live at the mall? Yeah. And I found out that you can use these for free um, as long as you pay $2,500 to Tesla. Then you have access to all of like the Tesla superchargers. Wait, I, don't think, I don't think that's free. <laughs> it's, like your, it's like your free couch, Mike. This it's is not free if you, you pay $2,500. Right. Wait, is it one like a year or just one in time? General? It's like when you buy oh, the wow. car, it's twenty five hundred dollars, and then you have access uh, to. Uh, the... Okay, okay. But here's the thing: like, how many are there? Is it enough that you're like, this is a deal, or or this is like when they ask you to extend your warranty? Um, just, like, I think they have them situated so that you can go coast to coast now and stop at a supercharger station before you run out of. Um... But do you have to go like a certain. Yeah, like you can't go. You can't just go like randomly. To um, like Death Valley, but they have like a map, and they show you where locations are, where they're adding locations, and like the map, you know, gets pretty populated by you know the end of this year, next year. Well, so. my experience is that all of these are stops at very nice restaurants in Napa Valley, so you will be <laughs> eating very well on your <laughs> drive across the U.S. while you go north and south in California, because that's where it was. Wait, wait, how long does it take on the charger? Uh, it takes like an hour, hour and a half. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it depend on what kind of charger you're using? Or something? yeah, this one's like like the most powerful one, I guess. It takes an hour to get to like eighty percent, and I think another hour 
to like top it off the last 20%, something like that. Wait, how does that make sense? Well, because I guess it just takes longer to top to top off just like any like your so cell phone or something. Shouldn't you just go the 80% and then just go again? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um did you listen to ATP? Accidental Tech Podcast? This week's episode? Um the one about where they talk about the Tesla where Marco test drove the Tesla? Is this Dan Benjamin's um, podcast? Used to be. Used to be some people with Dan Benjamin. Uh, I probably heard it, but I don't remember. Why, okay, well, he's well, he he drives a BMW M5 right now. Is that their electric one? No, that's like a, a high performance like BMW. Yeah. I know a lot about cars. <laughs> Wait, what's their electric car? The i3 and the i8. Okay, I was just testing you. Okay. Um, anyways, he test drove the um, the new Tesla, like the dual motor like all-wheel drive, like really crazy fast one. And he's like, he's all in on electric cars now. Oh, he's at least all in on Tesla. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, But isn't the irony the fact that like they actually don't know how to dispose of the battery of the Tesla, so they just bury it somewhere in the desert, then it's going to leach into the, the ground and poison people? We don't have to like, deal with that problem. Well, that's the problem that we created <laughs> ourselves <laughs> with global warming. Because all of our parents are like, oh, it doesn't matter. And now our kids are going to like be sad and deformed. We'll just shoot it into space. Oh, we already did that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much stuff is floating out there? I saw gravity, I know. Um, my office has free EV parking that they're like, it's just for now, it's free. And then like it's been oh, about a year. So it's really nice because I get to charge our Prius whenever I use it. But at the same time, the bonus is that all the Teslas are there, and then my like dinky little Prius. But I get to see who has all the Prius, uh, all the Teslas, so I like know who all the really rich people are. Hmm. I think we finished follow up finally. Now there's finally. Jaw, jaw questions about iPad. That's not. That's not follow up. We're gonna call that a new topic. <laughs> Wait, but the but on the outline, the bullet point says it's under follow up. It was so. a mistake. It's not follow up. Uh, we have okay. to start over. <laughs> okay, so here's our new topic: jaw questions about iPad. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking about going and getting an iPad. I've never owned one before. And listening to you guys talk about the iPad Air 2 um, a few episodes ago got me thinking, you know, if it was worth me picking an iPad up. Because uh, right now I have um, the Kindle Fire, the first gen, and I only really use it for reading. Um, I don't use any of the apps. I don't really surf the web. But it's limited because it doesn't have the cellular plan either. So I can't really use it anywhere except, you know, home, obviously. But um, but I was just going to get you guys' thoughts on, you know, which if I wanted to pick an iPad up, you know, which one would be, you know, cost effective for me or, you know, versatility. Um, you know, I was kind of looking at the AT&T website and they offer the next plan. Um which I know, I think Jason, you had talked about it on your iPhone or something. Um, they offer it for iPads. Yeah. So I was looking at the um, the iPad Air and the Air Two, and depending on obviously depending on the the gigs and and things like that, it can go from anywhere from like twenty six to forty dollars a month. But then you also have to pay the extra ten dollars a month for the data because I'm on the family share right, plan. Right. Yep, me too. But I thought it would be worth looking into because, you know, AT&T rolled out the uh, data rollover and my brother and I share the 10 gig family plan. 
And it actually worked because last month we still had about three and a half, four gigs left. And this month we have 14. So I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on, you know, if it would be worth looking into getting an iPad um, and like kind of the pros and cons. Because I'm hoping to get I'm hoping to get something that I can use more than just a reading tool. Um, but again, you know, just depends on cost and and if it's worth it or not. Mike, would would you have any thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, I love my Air 2. I think out of, you know, the iPads, it's the iPad that I've enjoyed owning the most so far. Like, it has a lot fewer compromises than iPads before it. Like, I think the 2 gigs of RAM really helps. I, I know I've said this before, but I really, when I multitask and switch between apps, um, I don't notice anything, like, really reloading. Like, everything kind of stays in memory. Um, so that makes using the iPad feel a lot, a lot better. Um, what, what exactly do you want to do with it besides, uh, besides reading? Well, one of the things I was looking at is the fact that I, you know, I have a really large, but very awesome MacBook Pro, the 17 inch MacBook Pro. And, you know, if I'm traveling for work or I'm just, you know, on vacation, I'd like to minimize my MacBook Pro, um, you know, transporting it with me because, you know, you're going through the airport and everything and having to go through TSA and, you know, putting it in the plane and things like that. It just, it, it kind of, it feels really heavy. And so I'm hoping to really get, you know, use out of something smaller, but be able to do a lot of the things that I do on my MacBook, like surfing the web and, you know, obviously using the, the Kindle app for my books and uh, things like that. So, but I, I just want to minimize the amount of, you know, things that I'm bringing with me. And I feel like if I had something thinner, but be able to do most of the stuff that I do already, then it would be worth it. But if it's not worth it, then I can still stick with, you know, my Kindle and, you know, bring my Mac, you know, my MacBook if I need to. But if I can minimize, you know, bringing that around, it'd be worth it because I'd really like the MacBook to be like my desktop computer because I don't have a desktop at home. I just have the the MacBook. So use that as like my home, like my home computer. And then if I travel, you know, I have my work computer, my work laptop, but be able to bring, you know, the iPad along with it. So the iPad Air 2, I agree with Mike, is the, the best iPad that I've ever used. And I really like it, but um, it works so well for me. So like I took it, I take it with me on all my vacations. So when I went to Morocco and I went to New Orleans, I took it with me and it works great for me because I don't have a laptop, so I'm not used to like I don't have to compare like oh well I would do this on my app to, on my iPad or this one on my on my laptop. Um, I would say that you know as much as I like the iPad Air 2, it's probably still not a laptop replacement, right? So if you want to replace your laptop and you're used to look like using your laptop and the things that you can do on it, uh, I'm not sure the iPad is is there yet. Um, and then on the other other side, like if you mainly use your Kindle Fire for reading, then the iPad is kind of an expensive sell, or right? just to like pay five hundred plus dollars just to have like an e-reader. The Kindle Fire is probably good enough. So it's really that middle case. Like if you want to not like go on a trip and not bring your seventeen-inch laptop, um, it probably won't be as functional as your laptop. But like I really enjoy it on trips just because I can just leave it in my bag. I don't have to take it out with me. Uh, when I do the airport scanner, I just leave it in my bag and it, it works well on the plane. The battery life is great. And when I'm on vacation, I don't really do that much on my computer anyway. So what I do need it for, it works well. 
Um, and would you be interested? You sounds like you'd be interested in getting one with cellular service on it. Yeah. So that's the thing is that that was a real thing that you know kind of turned me on to you know the AT and T is because I already have the mobile sharing plan, um, and I already have you know. I already have the, you know, the, the contract with them. And, and I think the deal is, is that you, if you do the next, which is also pretty popular for me because, you know, like Jason said, it's really expensive up front. But if you did the next plan, then you're looking at, you know, several months of, you know, low payments. Um, that would probably work out for me, you know, affordability wise. So. Yeah. I mean, I think for if you're looking, okay. So if we take that out of the equation, and like Jason is saying, if you're looking for, you know, an iPad Air kind of as like a laptop replacement instead of taking your 17 inch, then if you think about it, you're kind of looking at, you can get MacBook Airs pretty regularly on sale for like high 700s, I would say maybe low 800s. Yeah, and an iPad Air 2, 16 gigs starts at 500, right? Right. Um, and then jumping up to 64 will be 600 and then jumping up to 128 is 700. And at that point, you're at a MacBook Air territory where you can get 128 gig like MacBook Air for like around seven something, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess the question is, you know, you won't, you wouldn't have cell service with that though. You'd probably need to, but you can tether with your phone, right? Cause yeah. with AT&T. Yeah. See, I wouldn't, I, I don't think it would be completely replacing the MacBook. I think it would just be like Jason said, you know, he, you know, would bring his iPad with him on vacations and, and things like that. So if I'm traveling for work and, you know, I want to bring my work laptop, then I don't have to worry about bringing the, you know, the MacBook Pro. But if I'm going just on vacation and, you know, I'd like to get on the internet or something like that, or if I'm, you know, doing whatever and I don't want to use my phone, then, you know, I'd have to pull out my, you know, MacBook Pro if I, if I decided to bring that. See, I think if I was going to do it, the problem is like getting cellular data adds another $130 to the cost of the iPad. So I, I know it can be like split up, you know, over the months or whatever, but you're still paying ultimately an extra $130 and maybe more depending on how, how they break it up. Right. Um, so if you could tether with your iPhone already and you're going to have your iPhone with you, I would probably just get the standalone like Wi-Fi iPad. I wouldn't get the 16 gig. I'd probably get the 64 gig like Jason and I got okay. just because it gives you so much more room. Or, you know, by the time the iPad Air 3 comes, I'm pretty sure they're going to bump that base storage to probably at least 32 gigs. Okay. Um, and then you could get that, you know, whatever in October or whenever they refresh them. And then it would be 500 bucks for hopefully like a 32 gig iPad Air 3. Right. Um, that would probably be your best bet because otherwise... To get a 64 gig now, it would be $600 and then the extra 130. So now you're already looking at like $730 for, even though like, like split, right? You're still paying 730, um, for like an, it's still like an iPad. It's not a laptop. Um, I will could, say, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, so that's kind of what I did. Last generation I had the iPad mini two and I had the LTE version and I was paying $10 a month. And so the, the biggest downside, not only do you have to pay $130 extra when you buy it, but um, I typically sell my iPads or, you know, try to get rid of them for value while they still have some value. And I realize that when you pay the $130 for the LTE, when you want to resell it, you really don't recoup, you recoup almost none of that, right? Yeah. So, so you kind of just lose that. So like you can sell the LTE version for about what the Wi-Fi version gets. And so, um, whereas the Wi-Fi, if you keep it in good condition, you sell it after a year, you can pretty much get like, 
most of the money back, maybe like a hundred dollars less than what you paid. Um, you're looking at a good two hundred, three hundred dollars less than what you paid for the LTE version. Okay. Uh, so, so it's kind of annoying to get the LTE version from that sense. I will say though, so this this time I had just the Wi-Fi version and I tether, and I was like, oh well, I can just tether, and it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, every single time I tether, I wish I had the LTE version. Like it, it's so much more convenient to just pull it out and just it just works. Um, and even though with iOS eight they've made it a little bit easier to tether, and you don't you know it just shows up as a Wi-Fi hotspot, and you just pick my phone, and it, it works most of the time. Um, it's still not as good. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, Jason, would you recommend then getting an because you can get the new, the old iPad Airs with LTE for pretty cheap now? It's. Uh, I would probably wait. I would probably wait for like the Air Three. Yeah, I and think then, that's what and I would then recommend. maybe 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 at that point you can get an Air Two that's LTE. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's tough because I'm actually in the same situation as Jaw in that um, I'm on a mobile share plan in AT and T. And uh, we have the data rollover. And so I checked my data. And actually, so we have 15 gigs a month. And I guess we sometimes we use like close to 10. Sometimes we use like five. And I guess last month we used five. And so I checked my data and we have like 25 gigs. Uh, and I'm like, man, I wish I had my iPad just on the LTE plan. Because like we have so much data that like I never have to worry about it. Right? We'll never go over. Uh, yeah. So and it's so nice. And we never, we only, we went over during the summer because my brother was watching the World Cup. Um, at work and forgot to <laughs> put it on Wi-Fi. So he was basically putting $10 a month into my account to pay the AT&T bill because he always went over. I was always maybe one or two gigs out of the 10 and he would have like nine. Yep. And so because he switched over and we've never gone over and th- I think this month we had, well, we had 10 base, um, sharing and then i think this month we have like 15 so yeah, it, it makes sense out. yeah it would so adding that new you know adding that new device would actually work out for me but you know again getting all the information from you guys is you know really helpful that's really interesting <laughs> <laughs> i was actually amazed i like i don't know we were we're a non we're wi-fi only ipad household so it's just interesting to hear people who don't even want that option it's uh, it's so nice to have lte it is nice yeah right i guess we don't really take it out of the house and that's what like with like my kindle i you know if i i do a lot of reading on my kindle but if i want to get a book on amazon prime or anything like that i do it at work but i can't access that book until i get home because i don't have you know open wi-fi at work so I'd have to wait until I got home. So that's where like the LTE kind of helps out in that well, aspect. You know, well, you I- could tether your your phone. I mean, it's not that bad. It's definitely not as convenient. But I mean, if I had to, if I had to choose one or the other, right? So if you're paying one hundred thirty dollars upfront, and then you're paying ten dollars a month, so let's say one hundred twenty dollars in AT and T fees. Uh, so you're paying about it's about a two hundred fifty dollar difference for one year. Um. I mean, I'd say the inconvenience of having to tether is probably not worth two hundred fifty dollars a year, right? Right. Okay. But um, but but it is. I mean, it is inconvenient. So I mean, if you're a baller and you can afford to to just buy the uh, LTE version and, and pay for that, then that's the way to go. But um, I don't know. All right. I, I'm the one that posts fake Instagram posts just so I can try <laughs> to get six free movie tickets. So clearly, <laughs> I don't fall in that category. 
and gives tax advice from non-tax lawyers, right? No, no. So I actually, I actually asked him about that, and so. Um, Sana, we're done with the follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You had your chance. <laughs> no, no, no. no. So, so um, I, I think that you don't have to pay sales tax, right? Because that can that can be you know paid by the insurance, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that that would be income, right? Like so you're it's like when you gift. win like a prize or something, right? You're winning. Right. You're essentially winning a prize, and so like I, I do think that you would have to declare that as you know some kind of income. That you get on your tax return, but you don't need to pay the tax upfront now, as a as a sales tax. All right, that would be my advice <laughs> from a non tax lawyer. No, no, I, I am a tax lawyer. His advice was are. that yeah, his advice was that you have to pay tax. But I, I told him that I disagreed with him for the sales tax. But he was talking about income tax, and the, and I actually agree with him on that. No. <laughs> okay, let's move on quickly. Before the IRS hears this. <laughs> You want you want to talk about the uh, the Apple event, or or are you all Appled out? Well, let's talk about that at the end before we finish. Okay. Let's just make okay. some quick predictions. Let's do something. Do we have any TV stuff? House of Cards. You've only seen the first four episodes. Yeah. Of the first season. Season three. Yeah, you would you would think the first season, but he's actually on season three. Yeah. Wow. Wait, Moy, have you I seen didn't... them? No. <laughs> What's your reason for this one, Moy? We don't have Netflix anymore, and I really don't like political dramas. Okay. It's a very good reason. That's like basically the two main things behind the show. I guess it's a better reason than not watching Frozen or Fresh Off the Boat. <laughs> what? That's not... What are you talking about? I have... They're all very good reasons. Okay, wait. What are the reasons again for Frozen? Um, I forgot, but I think I want to see how long I can go without watching it and be the only person... And then... The other one is I want to be the only Asian person who has never seen Fresh Off the Boat All right. in America. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, wait, just real quick. Was it a good season? Um, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Okay. Uh, not not as good as, you know. Did you I, like season one or season two better? I like season one. Yeah, yeah I did too. Me too. Me too. It's losing its beard. I, I heard that, though, that the season one was kind of like they didn't have to make a season two. Yeah. I would have been okay with just a standalone one, like 13 like, episodes. Have, like True Detective? Is it going to have the... Did you finish True Detective yet? Yeah. Wait, didn't last time you hadn't finished it? No, we, Wait, we didn't talk about I don't about think we've ever talked about yeah. True Detective. Oh, I feel like... Oh, that was my other podcast. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know in your contract it says you can only be on one podcast. I didn't sign it. Oh, man. All right. I talk, Jason, I you're supposed to, my, to send that over. <laughs> I'm just a tax, tax lawyer. Okay? lawyer. Yeah. Well, my tax lawyer was like, don't sign anything. And I'm like, okay. And I'm just the guy in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Can you breathe in there? Like, is it getting stuffy? No, it's actually good. It's pretty good. Oh. I got ventilation. <laughs> okay, what else? Quick, go. HBO Now. So what's happening with that? Uh, apparently, HBO is launching its standalone streaming service for $15 a month next month. How much is HBO with like cable? I mean, I think there's always promotions for like $10 a month or something like that. Okay. I think normal is probably 20 or $30 a month. Yeah. Okay. So would you do this for 15? Well, I'm, I'm in a, I'm an idiot and I signed a two year contract with Verizon files. So I'm kind of locked in. Uh-huh. Although I think if I move this summer that I might be able to get out of that, but we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, if I didn't, I think I would definitely pay $15 a month for HBO now versus Netflix. 
You would pay for it instead? Uh, I mean, I would probably pay for both. But um, yeah, maybe you wouldn't even need to pay for it all year round. That's true. Um, but like just when Game of Thrones comes back? Yeah, when a couple of shows are. But I mean, I, I watch a good number of shows. Game of Thrones. Um, actually, that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> and it started uh, out so promising. <laughs> no, oh, True, True Detective I watched. Uh, I used to watch Girls, but I stopped watching Girls. Jason, when did you uh, re-up your contract? Uh, September. Oh, because so I... I'm only, yeah, six uh, months old. Okay, because mine was up in March, but I got an email, and I got a really sweet deal. I got all the movie channels uh, for free for two years, and I got an upgrade to seventy five seventy five for my 50-50, and I think I'm only paying $10 more a month than what I did before. And apparently, yeah. apparently they've never done it before. It was only for new customers. So I don't know. I got a sweet deal. So I'll be able to watch all the HBO I want for the next two years until my next contract is uh, yeah, renewed. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, so we can borrow your HBO, your cable login? You probably can. Cool. Well, we already have HBO, but I like having backups. <laughs> <laughs> just let me know. Why don't you just share it now over podcast and then Mike will bleep it out. <laughs> we'll put Nobody it. We'll listen anyways. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the notes. Yeah. Anything else? Did you see? Uh, did you guys see that Sony Smart Eyeglass video? Yes. Oh, whoops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I was looking at the HBO Now article and all of a sudden it started playing an ad. Uh, or maybe it was HBO. So you uh, are you going to buy a Sony Smart Eyeglass, Mike? No. But the glasses, they, they like fit the person who was wearing them. Like she kind of reminded me of like that girl from Ghostbusters, Janine or whatever. What's her name? They are so ginormous. Like, yeah. That is not what her glasses look like in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should watch that movie again. We'll follow up with you next week. Okay. And, and why is there like a huge string that goes like a cord that comes down to the hockey puck that she clips onto the front of her shirt? And then That's keeps so like weird. bringing it up to like talk to it and stuff? This is the weirdest commercial I've ever seen. I just I just don't understand who would wear that. And her glasses were tilted the entire time, if anybody <laughs> noticed that. Like Prop yeah. Joe. <laughs> For $840. No. Jeez. That seems so weird. No. And the graphics are terrible. Like Yeah, it's like a it's like a green screen and you and you can't even read any of that stuff. I couldn't read what they were saying on the uh, screen in the video. And who takes a picture of a random building with no definitive, you know, markings or anything <laughs> like that. I just to be, to be fair, most of my iPhone pictures look like that. Oh, <laughs> so we'll link. We'll post a link to the video. You can find um, the show notes at forthepodcast.com slash episode slash thirteen. No, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. So you can check it out and see see for yourself. Fantastic. As an avid listener, I'll have to check out those notes. <laughs> <laughs> So Apple announcement? Okay, yeah. So there's an Apple announcement. Uh, when is it? Monday? Yeah, Monday. Okay. So spring, it's called what the Spring Forward event. So we're assuming it's just going to be about the Apple Watch, right? We're saying nothing else. People were speculating maybe MacBook Air, but then it seems like recently everyone's saying WWDC for that. The Retina MacBook Air, right? The Retina what MacBook Air. What about their Air. car? <laughs> Probably a little too early to announce the car. <laughs> You can just maybe reference it, like, yeah. oh, by the way, come back next year. <laughs> yeah, they'll follow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first 
two hours. It's just them following up on the last of it. <laughs> Everyone's just like, stop. Yeah, I mean, I think that today there was a story on 9to5Mac um, that they would not release the revamped Beats music service, right? Oh, I'm so sad. But it makes sense. But that's to be expected, right? Yeah. And then um, what did they say? They said no new Apple TV either. Mm-hmm. I'm actually most looking forward to the Apple TV. Um, so that that was kind of a bummer for me. But yeah, I mean, it looks like the only thing they're going to announce is a watch. Are you going to be watching this live? I'll follow it. I mean, I won't be watching it live, but I'll follow it. Like live vlog. All right. So what do you think the predictions for the price? I'm going to go with... $75,000. I'm going to go with three fifty for the Sport and... Seven ninety nine for the stainless steel and uh, seven thousand dollars for the gold. Did you listen to the talk show where they talked about the pricing? No. What okay, so saying? I think, um, I think John Gruber said something about how Apple has been silent about pricing. How people, while people have been wildly speculating about the price, um, like people did before the iPad was announced, how people were thinking the iPad was going to start at like a thousand. And Apple didn't say anything. So do you think this could be um, Apple maybe having other people set the bar really high and remaining silent to maybe undercut what people think the price will be for the Apple Watch edition? Well, except for that, like, I, I okay, now I remember him saying certain things about that. But then he, he did say that, like, he's been sending out floaters to the people that he knows at Apple about his original $5,000 prediction for the, uh, the edition. And... What he what he was told was that he was in, like that was not incorrect, not right? incorrect. And then like later he was like, oh, actually now he's thinking it's ten thousand dollars and not five thousand dollars. And so when they were saying that it's not incorrect, he was actually too low, and he thinks it's ten thousand. So I mean, I, unless those guys are like playing along and and like just trying to undercut him, um, I, I just feel like it's it's I don't know. That's probably not going to happen this time. Like, what? What do you think would be the the price that would like shock everyone? Like two thousand dollars, one thousand dollars? I think two thousand twenty five hundred would be would be low. What I would consider low for the Apple Apple Watch edition. So my, I mean, my thought on that would be, like, why would they do that? Because it's not like say people expect it to be five thousand dollars or even ten thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And Apple's like. Guess what? It's two thousand dollars, right? Like I'm not going to be like, oh my god, I thought it was going to be ten thousand dollars, but it's only two thousand dollars. I'm in, right? Like I'm still not in, right? Like I just don't have that much money to. What if they say it's two thousand dollars and it's upgradable? I'm still not in. It's two thousand dollars upgradable, and you can trade in your old one if you (laughs) want for for free. Like, does it come with movie tickets? Six. Six, six, movie free, six free movie tickets? All right, then I'm in. So no matter what, you're not in on the Apple Watch edition. Okay, so if you weigh the pros and cons, right? Like the pro would be like they generate good buzz and people would be like, wow, it's cheaper than I thought, right? I just don't think that there are that many people that like are suddenly in because of that that price point, right? Unless it's like you can get a gold watch for $500 or something like that, right? Something ridiculous that's actually affordable. But if it's still like, Two, three, four, five thousand dollars. Like that's not that's not like impulse purchase price, right? For most people. Yeah. That's so true. the people that can't afford it, they would pay ten thousand dollars too, right? So like, why would you like? What do they have to gain from from like undercutting from ten thousand to, to four thousand or three thousand? They're just losing seven thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, that that would be my my thought. Uh, that makes sense too. 
Moy, what do you think? Price predictions? I think it's going to be great. You did it, Apple. <laughs> Good job. I'm mostly more interested in seeing everyone's reactions and like, and then like reading all the hater comments like, I told you it's going to suck. And then everyone's like, no, it's beautiful. And then seeing how it happens. I actually think that it might be a flop. Really? Well, okay. It's tough to say it's a flop for Apple products because I feel like they've generated, like they're on such a roll over the past like seven years or so that I think they'll sell a good amount. Right, so it's not going to be like an outright flop where they're going to just go on sale and no one's going to ever, no one's going to buy them. I just don't see this as being, at least the first iteration, right? I just don't see it being even like iPad sales worthy. I feel like it's hard to even say because everyone's so eager to call anything they put out a flop just right off the bat, you know? Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm not one of those people because like I've actually wanted the Apple Watch to come out for years. I've, I've dreamt of like. You know, I've lost sleep over this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so why like, do you like the Pebble so much? I feel no, like your no, standards so should be I've, so high that you I, think the Pebble. I've like, wanted was... this to be really good. It's I, I just don't understand. I, I could pe- I could see people buying like a lot of people buying the three hundred fifty dollar version. Like a, that's kind of like iPad pricing. I just don't see that many people buying like the the really expensive versions. Um, when what was their last flop? Because I feel like so many times people have said. Man, the new like when the iPhone six came out, they're like that was a flop. Like no one's gonna buy it. But, like <laughs> it's still sold out, and it's still such a also a gradual growth that people now everyone has one. That like it's not a flop. Like people will just still buy them. Ping maybe, but I guess Ping is not something you buy. I mean, Apple's Apple software is you know not not spectacular, but yeah, hardware yeah. wise. Yeah. No. Okay. So I, I think flop is probably too strong of a word, but I mean I. I I don't think this is like a brand new product category that's going to fly off the shelves like like even the iPad did, right? Like I would say the iPad isn't nearly as successful as the iPhone was, and I would say this is probably going to be not as successful as the iPad. Well, I thought that when they announced the iPhone 6 Plus, where I was like, who's going to buy that? And then Mike has one. So I don't know. I feel like I can't trust <laughs> my own judgment. And I feel like a lot of people are – I feel like it's it's still going to sell well, and there's yeah. no way it's not going to sell. Yeah, no, I think it will sell – the lower model, like the the sport model, I think will sell pretty well. So the only thing holding you back is the fact that there's a really expensive version. No, no, no. I mean, well, even the even the I think that they they have enough buzz that they will sell a good number of the sport version. Um, the reason why I'm on the fence is like I just don't see um, why, like what it would do that would that would require me to buy one. Justin, you don't wear a watch right now, right? No, I haven't worn. I haven't worn one in for I think since college. I had my last watch was a fossil. Um, but was it because you replaced it with your phone? I think so. Um, I don't wear it for, you know, I didn't have a real need to wear a watch because I always had, you know, I always have my phone within, you know, a foot away from me. If either, you know, if I'm at my desk at work or at home. So, and there's tons of things around me that have some sort of a clock. That I can look at if I don't want to reach for my phone and, and check the time. So, like from what you've heard about the Apple Watch, um, is it something that you would consider getting or think about getting in this first iteration? I think I'm, I'm the type of person I am with, you know, with new electronics is I wait for a little bit to see how it goes. And then if it's something that I'm interested in, I might, you know, invest in it, but I'm not sure about this. This is kind of, 
you know, something new to me because I, like I said, I haven't worn a watch in quite some time. So we'll see. Maybe I'll have to check out the, you know, if you guys decide to buy a watch to see, you know, if I like it or not and maybe test it out and see what it, see what it looks like. And, you know, maybe I'll buy one. Maybe it'll be the first time since college I'll wear a watch, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're expecting to kind of bring back that trend of looking at, you know, having something on your wrist kind of, I mean, they're clearly hopping on the whole like wearable fitness tech, right? Just having stuff on your wrist. I'm wondering if they're just going to bring that back full force or if it's really just going to be hard for people to adapt to that again. Yeah, Jason, were you looking at Fitbits or like a fitness band? Yeah, I am actually. Well, I was, I guess. Um, I mean, so, but this wouldn't like, I mean, the price of a fitness band is pretty expensive, right? You would maybe be paying like $100, $150 more and then be able to get an Apple Watch, right? Well, so I, yeah. I think that for me... Um, the, the first gen Apple watch is just too, like the battery life is like, I don't want to deal with charging a new thing every day and then possibly having it run out during the middle of the day. Like we'll see what the battery life ends up being in real life. So, I mean, I, I think that down the road, like say second or third generation Apple watch will probably be pretty awesome. Um, and as it kind of becomes more independent and doesn't, I guess less dependent on the iPhone uh, and becomes more of its own device and maybe adds some sensors and adds more health tracking. I think that this is a really cool device. Um, it's just that the first generation Apple Watch with the bad battery life, reliance on the iPhone to you know do a lot of the processing power. I just don't see that much that's compelling about the first generation. But I mean, in two or three years, I think this could be a really cool device. Did you buy the first iPhone? No, I didn't. Have you bought the first Apple product of anything? Yeah, I bought the first iPad. I mean, I wasn't an Apple user until I got um, the iPhone 3G. Uh And then I also, that that was the summer that I uh, made my first Hackintosh. So that was the first time that I actually like was running Apple software and then I had Apple phone, right? So before that, I'd never used a Mac uh, other than like in school, we had the, the Apple 2Gs and stuff like that. Yeah, I've only been around Apple for since like 2007, I think. 2006 like since i've actually personally owned an apple product right but but ever since then i got like the first gen ipad the first gen ipad mini um i I guess those are the only two products that came out the first gen retina imac (laughs) actually mike got me hooked on apple so maybe 2004 was when i first started seeing apple products because of mike but in terms of owning you know my own Apple product. It wasn't until a couple of years later, I think. Yeah, me too. That's when it kind of got bigger, right? I mean, because I remember in college, like 2002, 2003, it wasn't as... Yeah, we big. would make fun of Mike. Yeah, everyone yeah. would make fun well, of me. that wasn't about the Mac, right? Yeah, wow. yeah, we actually still make fun of him now, but... Uh, I think this podcast has run on too long. <laughs> Follow us at For the Pod... <laughs> Let me out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> it's locked, Justin. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I think the iPhone really, really turned the tides, right? That's when everyone started using products. Because I went to school, when I was in law school, it was like 2004, or five, 2006. And there were still only like two people in our whole class that used Macs. And everyone used PCs. And now I would imagine everyone uses Macs. And Do you think probably- that iPod had a halo effect? Like the iPod, like the original one? I think so. Yeah, I mean, that might have been the very first thing. But the iPhone is the one that really, you know. Yeah, but the iPhone, I mean, the iPod really started it all in terms of like 
Yeah. Like, do you remember all the all our options to listen to music MP3s on the go? Were like, I remember one of my college friends had that giant like hard drive disc that would like <laughs> look like a giant CD player. Uh, we all carried around mini disc players, and I remember when Will yeah. and I had the iPod, and everyone like made fun we laughed of at us. You. Yeah. Remember, Mike, when you gave us an iPod? Yeah. That was no, well, awesome. I still have it. No, really? so I, w- I would say clearly the iPad, the iPod was super successful. I just don't think that it really converted that many people to Macintosh computers. Hmm. Right? Like, I, I mean, a lot of people had iPods, but they just plugged them into iTunes on their PC. Right? Whereas I feel like the iPhone is probably the first time, like, that's like the tipping point where more oh, and yeah, more people started more, buying Mac computers. Because it was like a little computer as opposed to just like. Right. A- yeah, but I think the iPod was. Yeah, I got. I think it got a lot of people thinking about Apple products again because the last time I had a like any sort of oh sure yeah like yeah. any sort of you know connection with you know a, an Apple product was a Macintosh and that was I think sixth or fifth grade yeah and yeah. then after that I didn't hear anything about it and then people started carrying around iPods I still had a Discman at the time where I had to like oh nice yeah old school. Um so I think I don't I don't like I I agree with Jason. I don't I don't think it was like a deal breaker, but I think it got a lot of people thinking about, you know, what Apple was doing at the time. It's funny cuz now no one really cares about the iPods, right? Like Yeah. Like they're like we have a new color and you're like that's nice. That's interesting. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Oh, that's you did it. <laughs> like no one's going to buy the pink one. Yeah. All right. Well, it seems like we have a lot of topics left over uh, for next week, but that's okay. Um, we'll talk after the Apple event. Wait, did I give my predictions? No. What do you think? I think five thousand for Apple Watch edition, um, and I think I think one thousand for Apple Watch. You think they're going to have any surprises? Like, I think there was that th- that story that came out was like power the, reserve. The power, yeah. I mean, that's not a big deal. So power reserve is just what you can use your watch as a watch and then no additional functions will be available, but it'll be able to tell time. Right. So that way it won't just be like a blank screen that's on your wrist if it runs out of battery, right? Right. Do you think they'll have some sort of special event for those that buy the watch edition because it's so expensive? Yeah, I think, you know, on the talk show, they they kind of talked about it. I could see them doing something in their like selling the edition only in like their more flagship stores. I think that makes sense. And then having like a special area for that. At least in the beginning. Like you won't be able to buy the Apple Watch edition just at any Apple store. Yeah. So no other no other major surprises. Well, for sure they're going to come out with Bluetooth headsets, right? No? Are they? I mean, what why would they why would they release a Apple Watch that only has like that has audio capabilities via Bluetooth and then not release an Apple Bluetooth headset? I feel like then now would be a good time to release like a a Bluetooth earpod or whatever that hooks up to your the Apple Watch. Watch, yeah, and you don't need your phone. But don't you need your phone? Uh, so I think you can. St- I think phone? you can store some music on because the, there's some storage, right? There's there's some storage. So I think yeah. that you can probably put some songs on there, and then if you want to go for a run and not carry your phone, you can probably do it. Okay. That's yeah, my- I think that would be, actually be really nice. So I think that they might do that. I mean, I don't know. I'm still holding on to hope that it's upgradable. <laughs> I mean, the way that it it's like they show the S1. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Is like if you can buy a $10,000 Apple edition, Apple Watch edition, and then like upgrade it in two years for, I don't know, $500. Yeah. And, and upgrade it till, so it's not out of date. 
then I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping for upgradability, but we'll see. All right, follow us at For the Podcast um, on Twitter, forthepodcast.com. Blog will be updated with a picture of um, the World Headquarters recording studio. <laughs> and his um, HBO Go account. Yes. <laughs> Login info. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.